Hello and welcome to the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. It's a little damp out here on the deck, but I am out on the deck, damn it. I was going to wait until tomorrow to do this podcast since it's going to be 70 degrees and sunny and a Friday and the first Pirates game of the year, but, you know, decided to do it a day ahead of time because I need the dogs to go to the bathroom outside. It's not raining. It's over 60. It's like 60.2 right now on the back deck. The birds are singing, and you know I like to record on the back deck. As we're speaking, I'm kind of following a game on my phone. Um, San Diego State, which is it's a great game, a game that I would typically watch. 30-4 uh, and four for a small school against Providence, 25-5. and five. Now, this was a seeding issue. At 30 and 4, there's no reason San Diego State should have been a 13th seed um, because Providence only has five losses themselves and they were in a good conference. So, I mean, it really wasn't fair to have San Diego State play a four seed um, at 30 and 4. But, I mean, that's just how sports is. I mean, there's so much wrong with sports. I mean, this is a day where the Los Angeles Dodgers have the best lineup of all time in baseball, better than the 1927 Yankees, because we didn't make any changes on the CBA. And I was telling you the whole time that there was no goddamn chance in hell that Scott Boris was ever going to let a salary cap happen. He nixed the salary floor instantly. So there was no way. In fact, Boris didn't even want to approve the final thing. He had all eight of his guys on the board vote no, even though the teams with guys like Ben Gamble that wanted to get paid and guys that wanted to get signed like Stephen Brault, who got signed and Chad Cool, who got signed, guys like that, they wanted to play, you know? So, I mean, those were the reasons that the votes went the way they did um, because of guys like that. Even if Cool and Brault didn't get a vote because they weren't on a roster at the time, there, there was lots of guys like that out there that wanted to play, even though guys like Max Scherzer and Scott Boris wanted to ho- hold out for a higher cap or luxury tax or whatever you want to call it. But it's just a joke, right? I mean, we got five more years of baseball. I think we're next time we're definitely going to get a salary floor because baseball is going to be in such dire straits. It's such a joke. I mean, you're going to lose so many fans in places like Pittsburgh and most cities now. Because now it's just like the Dodgers and a few other teams. And, of course, you got smart teams like Atlanta that will always have a chance. I'm not sure that Tampa Bay will have a chance because you just can't do it, right? I mean, how are you going to do it? You can't do it. Um, I don't know. you got teams like Colorado Rockies going out and signing um, Chris Bryant. Now, they're actually catching flack for doing that from their fans. I mean, you try to go out and, you know overbid and get a guy so the fans have someone to watch in Chris Bryant. Now, their fans aren't happy that they're letting the shortstop go, Trevor Story. Uh, The fans aren't happy that they let the third baseman go last year to St. Louis, Nolan Arenado. But you got a new um, GM in town, and he's just trying to make a, um, a pitch. And it might work, and I'll give you a good example, or at least an example. Um, when the Washington Nationals were bad and had no payroll, They went out and signed Jason Wirth from the Philadelphia Phillies for a big contract right there with this contract. Uh, Maybe changed a little bit for um, 
you know, for purposes of inflation. But for the most part, it was the same kind of deal. And they did build around Jason Worth to the point where they eventually won a World Series. So, I mean, you can't say that Colorado has no shot and they're stupid, you know. And you can't say that the Cubs are stupid for signing guys now. You know, they signed Suzuki. Uh, they signed um, a starting pitcher before the lockout. I mean, you know, these teams are trying to at least give something for their fans when in Baltimore and Pittsburgh you have nothing for your fans. I mean, yeah, there was a rumor, but it was completely false in my opinion that Baltimore was in on Carlos Correa and that there was actually a, an offer out there. I think that was bogus. I haven't actually seen that in any real, you know, it was just somebody on Twitter just fucking around, you know. But, I mean, there's nothing to watch in those cities and in a growing amount of cities, you know. Miami could not afford Castellanos, um, and that forced Jeter to quit. Um, you have, And my, Miami was pretty good. You know, they have good pitching. I mean, they were getting there, right? Um, so, I don't know. The Oakland A's made a run, but they didn't quite make it. Uh, they got to a 599 winning percentage two years in a row, but they could not break 600, which is probably as high as you're going to get if you're not Tampa Bay being one of these low payroll teams. Um, now, if you're the, the Pirates, you might never get past 75 wins again, at least until the next CBA when we get a, a, a floor, because I think we're going to get a floor because the fans are going to, the fans are going to be down like 20% by that time and revenues are going to be down 25%. And that's going to finally get the attention that, hey, we need all these teams to compete. But for now, sports suck, right? You got that going on in baseball. You got a scumbag like Deshaun Watson, who still has all these allegations hanging out there, um, who basically, you know, obviously treats women like garbage. And he is choosing what team he wants to sign with. I mean, I hate stuff like that. We saw it with Odebell Beckham Jr., you know, with all his stuff. He was choosing what team he wanted to sign with, and he ended up getting a ring, I believe, with um, St. Louis or the L.A. Rams or whoever the hell they are. But you know what I'm saying. I mean, players have just too much power, and that's part of the reason that these sports are screwed up, man. I mean, at one point, at least the owners ran the league to where – they knew that they had to put a good product out there, you know. At this point, there's no way that these small revenue teams can even put a product out there. And the players won't let there be more revenue sharing. I mean, Scott Boris nixed any additional revenue sharing. He nixed the salary floor. He nixed anything that could possibly help small market teams. So we got to live with this for five more years. Take a hit of my vape to calm myself down. Now, in five years, like I said, the sport's going to be in such dire straits that they're going to have to put a floor in. But we have to put up with this garbage for five more years. I mean, who did the Pittsburgh Pirates sign? They signed guys. They signed pitchers with five ERAs, six ERAs. They signed hitters with 200 averages or less. You know, the catcher has had like a 150 average for the last two years. And there's no way in hell... He's playing 130 games this year or maybe 100 games this year. So, I mean, they have no catcher. They have no first baseman. I mean, Yoshi had a decent run, but he's another guy that has like a 209 average. And then you got that new guy that they just signed to play DH. And his career average is like 209 or something like that. And he doesn't even have the power of like someone like, um, 
Um, I mean, he, he has a low average, but he doesn't even have the power of someone like Mason Martin where he's going to rake enough to pay for that low average, you know? So you got all this crap going on. And just imagine, I mean, the Pirates are going to try to sell, and it's going to work with a very, very small amount of young fans that want to see, um, and guys that listen to this podcast, that want to see guys like O'Neill Cruz and my favorite guy, Roanzi Contreras. But I'll tell you what, there is a decent chance that Roanzi Contreras' um, elbow slash forearm starts barking. And that's just a fact, you know? I mean, I hope it doesn't happen, but there's a decent chance that that, that, that happens. There's a decent chance that whenever O'Neill Cruz comes up, he's going to struggle mightily. And that's because he has that long swing. He doesn't have a lot of experience. You know, it's for whatever reason, you know, maybe he's just not good enough. But there's a good chance that the two guys that they're selling might not even do anything. All right, so I got you a final. Providence covered against San Diego State. Again, it's a shame that a team at 30 and 4 had to face a team that was 25 and 5. It's just not fair. But I mean that it's just the way sports is. They wanted to get Michigan in no matter how bad their record was because Michigan brings in a lot of money, you know? The Dodgers bring in a lot of money, the Yankees bring in a lot of money, but the problem is you can't carry a league with five or six teams. I'll give you another example. The Philadelphia Phillies fans were complaining this week after they signed one of the biggest free agents. I mean, this is a team that signed Bryce Harper. Then they signed JT Realmuto. They also spent a lot of money on Didi Gregorius. They signed a lot. They spent a lot of money on Gene Segura. Um, They've spent money on Zach Wheeler. They spent money on closers. And now they went out and signed an outfielder, one of the best outfielders available free agent-wise. And the fans complained because they didn't sign Chris Bryant. I mean, that just shows you how messed up the the sport is. You know, you got fans in Colorado complaining that they signed um, a top-notch free agent in Chris Bryant and a great guy to watch, a guy who's going to hit a lot of home runs in Colorado as long as his back or his shoulder doesn't give him problems. Um, You have... Um, the Phillies spending money, but not enough money. And then you got people in Pittsburgh and Baltimore and these other cities where you can't afford to sign anybody. I mean, the guys that the Pirates signed, and now they're back to dumpster diving. Every time someone gets cut from a team, you know the Pirates are on that guy. They signed a pitcher from the Phillies um, this week that got cut. They signed a pitcher from Baltimore or somewhere that had like a 6 ERA. They signed a guy before the lockout from Baltimore that had like a six ERA. They signed these guys that that were busts, you know. That you know how they sign. They the only thing they put out is rookies, retreads, and rejects. Now some of these guys are both retreads and rejects, and that's the case where um, where they signed their uh, designated hitter. He's both a retread and a reject. Um, a guy who's not really a reject, but a retread is the catcher that they signed because, you know, there's nothing left. You know, they're trying to put retreads on that new shiny tire, but there's nothing left. I mean, you go 300 miles and those retreads are going to start coming off, you know, and then you're going to need to put a rookie in there. And that's where you get your rookie, your rejects and your retreads. And the Pirates are trying to put a team out there. And they have a bunch of young guys that we're excited to see. 
And you know, it's pitchers like um, Michael Burrows. It's pitchers like Quinn Priester. It's pitchers like Rowanzi Contreras, who on a hope and a prayer, we're hoping that his forearm slash elbow doesn't give out. But they even have more pitchers like that. I mean, we also have Mladinsky, who is the same kind of guy. Good pitcher, but he's got injury issues. Down the road, we got guys like, um, I don't know, those two international guys. Um, I, their names are, um, oh, here, Flores and Florencio. We got those guys coming down the road. I mean, Florencio was pitcher of the year. Um, we also have guys down the road like Jared Jones, who throws hard, so we're hoping that he doesn't blow out his elbow. And we got lots of hitters that we love. Matthew Frazier, um, O'Neill Cruz, who I mentioned. Um, Nick Gonzalez is going to be a good player. Um, you got other guys down the pipeline. You know, you got shortstops uh, a little bit further down the pipeline. Um, you have a backup um, third baseman called Jared Triolo somewhere down the pipeline. Um, you have first baseman, as I mentioned briefly, Mason Martin. Um, you have other outfielders in addition to Matthew Frazier that might come up at some point. Um, guys that might not be as quite as big, but guys like Cannon Smith, Nigma, um, guys like that, you know, your middle of the road guys that do have a chance. And then you got some middle of the road, middle infielders. Some of them are retreads like, um, uh, like the guy you're talking about putting into second base Chavis. He was good at one point and we're trying to put retreads on those tires. Um, there's also guys like, um, uh, who's that guy that we got? That, he was a seven-year minor league free agent. Um, Diego Castillo, he is a rookie. He's not a retread. He's somewhat of a reject because the Yankees didn't want him anymore. But we're throwing him out there. And the other rejects that we're still throwing out there are like um, Hoy Park. You know, guys like that that we don't want to see anymore, but we have to see. You know, guys like Banda and, I don't know, like some of the um, bullpen guys we get out there, like Underwood Jr., you know. Some of the starting pitchers we get out there, um, guys that aren't rookies anymore, but you got um, the kid from Scranton. Um, he's going to get some starts this year again. Um, but, man, I mean, you do have a couple guys that are legitimate players in it, you know, that we traded for. Like Thompson is a legitimate player. He's a pitcher that pitched well last year, and he's going to get a chance to pitch again. I would say that JT Brubaker is borderline legitimate. I mean, yeah, his ERA went over five late in the year, but I think that he can be considered a legitimate pitcher that we're throwing out there. And I certainly think that Bryce Wilson, although he's had an ERA, a high ERA at times, is young enough that he's not a retread or a rookie or a reject. So we can throw him into our starting rotation. But for the most part, I mean, this team, other than Brian Reynolds, who we decided not to trade, and other than Key Brian Hayes, that we love to watch play defense, there's not a lot to see there. I mean, can you imagine what some of these, um, some of these games are going to look like in Pittsburgh in late April and early May? You know, when it's still a little bit chilly, kids aren't out of school yet, it's rainy. I mean, we're going to get, again, like you're going to be able to see four or 500 people in the stands. I mean, thanks to corporate tickets and stuff like that, they're going to be listed as 9,000 paying people, 
but you're going to get less than a thousand people in the stands. And that's what baseball asked for when they gave the Dodgers unlimited money, when they gave the Mets unlimited money, when they gave the Phillies damn close to unlimited money. And, you know, they start punishing teams that are very smart, like the Tampa Bay Rays, because we don't want additional sharing of revenue even though nfl shares all the revenue and nfl is just like off the charts as far as fans new fans every year you know new fans playing fantasy every year new fans betting games and daily fantasy every year and then you got baseball which is just dying you know and yet they're still making all the wrong moves i mean even though they're dying mostly thanks to scott boris they're still making all the wrong moves and you got a shit ton of teams that can't compete this year. I mean, anyone from Arizona to Pittsburgh to Cleveland to Baltimore. I mean, teams that just can't compete. Cincinnati had to shed payroll. You got Colorado, who we mentioned. Um, you got a lot of teams that can't compete, you know. Um, you got a lot of teams in the AL East that are going for it. Toronto doesn't have a shit ton of revenue. But they're spending every last drop of it, you know, and they are going for it. And they signed another hitter to that great lineup, you know. That's the second best lineup after the Dodgers. Um, And then you got other teams in the AL East that (coughs) can compete. I mean, Tampa won it last year. The Yankees are always right there. The Red Sox are always right there. They have a good lineup. But in in the Central, I mean, the White Sox got worse, you know. I mean, the Twins signed somebody, but they didn't really get much better, you know? You still got the Tigers who signed a few guys, but they're not good enough to compete, you know? I mean, these other teams in the Central, and just the fact that they're in the Midwest and in the Central, you know, they're low-revenue teams that aren't going to be able to spend a lot of money. So, I mean, that's not going to be very entertaining. I mean, Kansas City is not there yet, you know? Kansas City is going to win maybe 70 to 75 games, you know? And then you got a couple teams out West that can compete in the American League. Um, But you have teams like um, the team that has Mike Trout and, you know, Otani out there in California. They're still not competing, but if they get lucky, they'll get enough pitching to get a wild card, right? Um, But you have other teams out there out West Seattle Mariners are going for it with everything they can. You know, they're spending every little bit of revenue sharing that they have to win this year. Um, but, you know, you have you know you have other teams out west that aren't going to win. And it's just going to be pretty crappy. I mean, I was excited on the last podcast because we were getting baseball. But it's still bad baseball. And if in Pittsburgh, this is some of the worst baseball you're ever going to see. And I'm, I'm imploring you to just enjoy it as far as, like, maybe you have a favorite player that you're rooting for, like a Diego Castillo, or like a Ranzi Contreras, you know, if he's still healthy, or like an O'Neill Cruz. But for the most part, you know the team's not going to win. So, I mean, you just have to know that going in, that it's going to be bad baseball. And the only reason you're watching it is for a couple guys that you like and just to get a good laugh out of it. I mean, you know that... If the Pirates are winning 3-2 to two in the seventh inning, they're probably not going to win that game, you know? You know if the Pirates are a couple runs down in the sixth inning, there's no way in hell they're coming back to win that game. I mean, one out of every ten times, they might come back to win that game because Vogelbach might get a home run 
where the catcher, Perez, might get a home run or something unlikely might happen. Yoshi might hit a home run. But for the most part, you know that if you're losing after six, your team's not going to win. If the Pirates are losing after four innings, they're probably not going to win. Now, their starting pitchers aren't atrocious, like I said. Their bullpen is still not very good. I mean, they did sign a veteran, um, a flip candidate, uh, a couple weeks ago or last week that might help the bullpen a little bit. But for the most part, you're going to win somewhere around 60 games. I'm saying it's under 60. Some guys are saying it's over 60. But the the fans out there that are very hopeful and optimistic, you know, these are the same guys that are pessimistic on the Steelers, but somehow are optimistic on the Pirates. They're thinking that this team's going to come close to winning 70 games, and it's just not going to happen. I can promise you that that is not going to happen. They're not going to come close to winning 70 games. They might win 63 games somehow if everything breaks right and you, you win the over in Vegas. But more likely, it's going to be 57, 58 games. And the only reason it's that high is because the Reds are just dumping payroll, you know? So, I mean, that's all I got to say. There's not a lot of good stuff going on in sports these days. Um, San Diego State got screwed. Um, The NFL fans got screwed because you got Deshaun Watson, a scumbag, choosing what team he wants to throw for. Um, MLB fans are screwed all over the place because the Dodgers just can get anybody they want. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's not going to be interesting, you know. It's just not going to be interesting. I mean, the Giants did all they can to hang in there again, but they're not going to be able to hang in there. The Padres aren't going to hang in there. You know, I mean, it's the division is already over in the a, in the NL West. You know, even if the Dodgers get mauled by more injuries than we anticipate, there's no chance that they are not going to win the NL West again this year. So, I mean, that is what it is. I mean, it's a little depressing, but on the bright side, as you can hear, the birds are singing, the dogs are barking, the cats are meowing, the squirrels are having sex or whatever. I mean, it, things are good. It, spring is right around the corner. In fact, we get our first spring game tomorrow on Friday. But, I mean, we're not going to get a lot of winning in the next five years with the Pittsburgh Pirates. I think that even when these guys come up, we're probably going to max out at like 75 wins because I don't think we're spending the kind of money that it takes to compete with St. Louis, to compete with the Cubs. I mean, those two teams are going to be good again before we are. So peace out. We love you. The dogs love you. The birds love you. The cats love you. The devil fucking loves you. Peace.